Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or in Tuscaloosa or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. That'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Metcalf. Hmm. That'd be a little weird. That would be you know, something you wouldn't you would be surprised by. Yes, especially if DK and Terrence were involved. Well, they're not from Metcalf. No, I don't. I don't and believe it's so. Different, but you know. But that's the first thing that came to mind. Uh, I agree. I agree. They're from not. They're not far far from Metcalf though. Because Metcalf's in Washington County. Yeah, that's the Greenville area. Yeah, that's so not far from um, Clarksdale. Terrence is from Clarksdale. Clarksdale, and of course, DK's which, from Oxford. But. Right, but still. Yeah, but they're 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 Delta boys, just the same. And Terrence is at a uh, Cahoma now, isn't he? That's right. He's the head, head coach. coach there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a tough job. That is a tough job. That's a tough one. It's a really difficult job. Yeah. Good luck to them. Uh, wherever you are in our great state, every morning you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee. You just have to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it right to you. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got, they got you taken care of. they got all the flavors available at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com that they have at Strange Brew Coffee. And that includes the super awesome brand new maple bacon pancake. Oh, yeah. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Anything maroon and white, not just for your, not just clothes. We're talking about stuff for the car, stuff for the the tailgate, stuff for your left field lounge spot, stuff for your house. They've got it all at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, and of course, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, if this weekend you're coming to Starkville for basketball and baseball, the schedule sets up for you to be able to grab a great meal at Restaurant Tyler. Friday night, after the after the baseball game ends, head on over and enjoy some white tablecloth dining. Or you can go over on Saturday morning and grab a great lunch. All of these options are available to you at Restaurant Tyler. It's the best place in town. They've got the best food. There's a reason they're the cornerstone and the flagship restaurant in this city. That's Restaurant Tyler on the corner of Washington and Maine. Priority One Bank, 16 locations. That's a big number of locations throughout central Mississippi. They are close to you, and they want to maintain that kind of close relationship. That's why when you go to a Priority One Bank and you're talking about getting a loan, you're talking to the people there that you have the relationship with. They don't have to go through a, a process with it that involves people you don't know. It's all locally done, and that's what we want. People talk about, you know, Local businesses, well, local banking is a huge part of local businesses, and Priority One Bank is a huge part of that. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com or visit one of their 16 branch locations throughout central Mississippi. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. 
16 locations. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's start with basketball. Now we'll go get to our interview in just a few minutes, but this is the game that that that, that determines everything. This is the this is the the, the point. This is where we have been building to this. You know, you were hopeful that it wouldn't come to a game like this. You were hoping maybe you could beat a Kentucky, you could win at Missouri, but you didn't. And so now here you are, must-win game for Mississippi State. If they want to go to the NCAA tournament, they need this one on Saturday. Texas A&M also needs this game. They are one game back of Alabama in the uh, current SEC standings. They play Alabama the last game of the season. Their next game is at Ole Miss. They should be able to win that game. They need this game to stay a game back of Alabama. So there's a lot on the line, but there's a lot more on the line for Mississippi State. Robbie, it's come to this. Do you think Mississippi State is ready for this moment? I think they're ready. They've they've been in ball games against really good teams before. I mean, this A and M team's playing as well as anybody right now. But you know, State's had a, a chance against Alabama. They've been in position late in the ball game against Tennessee. Um, you know, they went on the road, beat a really good Arkansas team that's playing really well right now. They were in position to beat Missouri, so they're they're good enough to to win this ball game. This is such a huge game, and it's we we briefly touched on this yesterday. Why is it not being promoted more? It's weird. It's really weird. We we saw Stefan shared the the tickets for I think Ticketmaster or whoever right now. I mean, there's tons of tickets left. Yeah. This is the biggest game of the year to this point. And you know, we're, we haven't really heard about, you know, any kind of push to to sell tickets or anything. It's very strange. They they had a huge push for the Kentucky game. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. And for the Alabama game, remember? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Maybe they're just expecting. They just assume that the walk-up crowd will be big because of baseball, and and they're just they, you know, they they just know what to assume. I don't know, but I I expect a big crowd. I'll tell you that. I know I saw I saw the same graphic that you, but I, I believe that Mississippi State fans are going to show up for this one. I hope so. And it should be a, a outstanding game. These are two teams that are kind of mirror images of each other. Except that A and M's just a little bit more efficient offensively. Yeah, but they are both physical teams. They both like to play defense. Um, they both are, are are you know post heavy in what they want to do. But as we said, both Texas, coaches are pretty fiery. They're very, I, I very similar guys. I haven't seen Chris Jans get the uh, the. I haven't seen him get the vertical that that Buzz <laughs> gets though. We need it. We need it. We may have to ask him about that in post game. And we have not seen him in a vest as of yet either. No, no, I don't know that we're going to see him in a vest. I'll be totally honest with you. Buzz looks like someone out of like you know the nineteen twenties. Like I just he's got that three piece suit. Yeah, and uh, you know a little bit of that gangster personality. <laughs> he's one of my favorite coaches. I love Buzz. He's a good coach. Really good coach. I mean, you get, he is a guy. I mean, this is a team, again, similar to Mississippi State. There's not an NBA guy. There's not no. a guy that I'm just like, okay, that's a future pro. Buzz Williams is one of those coaches who's able to get a lot out of what, you know, he squeezes the the, the orange for all that it's worth with the, with his teams. Well, I just appreciate the fact that they can struggle early on in, in non-conference play, and they're playing their best basketball at the end of the year. I really appreciate that. Last year, they should have been an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. They got snubbed. Mm-hmm. This year, they're not going to be a highly ranked team going into postseason because right. of what they did in non-conference play, and I get that. 
Uh, but I think we should give a little more credence to what they do in SEC play. This is a team that's playing as good a basketball as anyone in the league outside of Alabama. And if you judge what we saw against South Carolina on Wednesday night, they might be playing a little bit better right now. I don't know. They don't have. They don't quite have the talent, obviously, as Alabama. But this is a team that's playing hard. They're coached extremely well. It's going to be a very difficult game for Mississippi State. But uh, this team's been weathered. They they played a tough non-conference schedule. They've played a tough conference slate. They had to play Alabama and Tennessee twice. I mean, not many teams have had to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like State is going to be ready to play this game. And your tournament lives are, are on the line here. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think that, that you can get in the tournament even if you lose this game, but the path is going to be very difficult. Very difficult. You so. need to win. All right, let's go to our interview now. I talked earlier today to Travis Brown. He covers the Aggies for the Bryan College Station Eagle. Let's get his thoughts on this big game and this Texas A&M team. Joining me now here on Thunder and Lightning, Travis Brown. He covers the Aggies for the Bryan College Station Eagle. Travis, this was not a good basketball team in December. They were 6-5 and five on Christmas Day. They, have two, they had two quad four losses at that point. They come into SEC play, and now they've won 13 out of 15, and they're only a game back in the SEC championship race. What's been the biggest difference or the biggest factor in this turnaround from where they were in December to where they are now? Yeah, there's there's several things. If you if you talk to the team, they say that after that loss to Walford at home, they uh, kind of revamped how they did their practice schedule, how they kind of operated uh, around the facility and and on game days, and what the kind of schedule looked like, how they grouped guys together, and and um, that kind of new efficiency um, really helped things out, but. On the court, it goes down to their ability. Early in the season, they were taking they were they were taking a lot of fouls. They were taking a lot of fouls away, far away from the basket. And the shift from taking a lot of fouls to then being one of the most fouled teams in the country and going to the free throw line um, really aided things. Dexter Dennis uh, kind of came along and uh, became a, a, a real threat, both defensively and rebounding, but scoring he's a guy that uh, was a transfer but wasn't able to get onto campus until the first day of school because he had to complete an internship um that that for his previous school uh, to be able to transfer and so he was about two months behind uh, learning everything once he kind of caught up and got his traction he's kind of been a guy that he might not necessarily always be the, the, the leading scorer or the leading rebounder, but you can kind of look to his performances as a litmus test of, of the way that the team is going during a game because he's going to be kind of that spark plug. Um, and just the emergence of several guys who can be that leading scorer and can be uh, the, the the guy who who is the leading rebounder. Um, they've always been a team that's been good at getting to the, the rim uh, through dribble penetration or getting the ball to their post Julius Marble or Henry Coleman. Um, but converting at the rim, too, has been another uh, a big revelation for them once they've been able to actually make those layups or get to the free throw line. That's been a huge turnaround. One of the things that stands out when you look at the stats for AM this season is they out-rebound their opponents by almost six, seven rebounds a game consistently. That uh, They've just been really good in that particular area of the game. What makes them so good on the boards? So Buzz and his staff actually keep tra- tra- track of a, a defensive um, eff- uh, effort stats where they have a, a, a 
coach that goes back and watches the film and there is an assignment for every five guys on the floor when it comes when the when the shot goes up and they keep track of every shot that happens in the game uh where the guys were how their positioning was were they doing their job and they bring that back to the team and and there's a certain percentage of deficient uh, excuse me, rebounding effort uh, in these metrics that they need to keep. And so that's one way that they have quantitative data about how well they've been able to rebound. Um, but it, it goes into uh, the, the the posts uh, battling and blocking out, and, and they really rely a lot on guard rebounds. Uh, guards coming back in to get the rebound while the, uh, if you kind of think of the post as offensive linemen, they're going to be the guys who are going to come in and make the play. So um, they do that on both ends of the floor. It's something they harp. They have all kinds of drills and uh, things they do, and and it's it's as important as scoring or anything else uh, in, in, in the team, with the team. Is this team playing at its ceiling right now, or are they capable of even more than what they've done? I mean, 13 wins and 15 is is pretty darn good, but is, is there another level for this team? I, I it, That's an interesting question because there is – I don't think anybody necessarily thinks of this team as um, the most talented in the league. They, Buzz Williams puts together a recipe. It's the same – recipe that he's had throughout most of his career and his teams are good when they follow that and that is um rebounding well getting to the free throw line uh and making high percentage shots playing really aggressive defense and this team has been really good at doing that i think if you look at the last couple of games at least especially early in the games their shooting percentage has actually been pretty bad um, but they've mitigated that by getting to the free throw line in an extraordinary amount of times. So, I mean, they they they're averaging twenty five percent of their point out uh, out or totals from this season have come from the free throw line, which is first in the nation. So a lot of of any kind of issues they might have are mitigated by um, their ability to get to the free throw line. And I I think as long as they continue to do that, the the, the little bit that they could add to that is just shooting better from the field. If you've watched Mississippi State play, you know that State has a very simple philosophy for winning games, and that's to turn everything into a knife fight out there. They they play <laughs> defense, they 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 beat you up, they they and inside they play you know inside when they have the ball on offense, they want to get to the free throw line, they want to score in the paint. Does this team match? It sounds like what you're saying is this team should match up well with Mississippi State. Do you see that? Yeah, they they play similar styles. Uh, the interesting part about Buzz Williams' uh, half court defense is that. I mean, it, it is it is it's it's a matchup zone zone, but it's not really it's it's a weird hybrid his own creation. But matchup zone is the closest category. But they are basically going to stack the paint and always have one guy rotating in uh, with his head kind of in the rim per se um, to clog up the middle of the paint. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the country at uh, um, keeping at statistically at at field goal attempts in the paint. They're going to force teams to take three-pointers, especially corner three-pointers. And that's the one way that you can easily beat AM is just get hot from behind the arc because they're going to give you those opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see. Some teams have kind of changed the way that they play their offense. The teams that are uh, wanting to get down low and, and shoot those high-percentage layup-type shots that, to, to transition into shooting more distant shots and threes. Um but it's interesting to see how how that ma- matches up and and how that'll go. But yeah, two similar playing styles for sure. That the formula you just laid out is exactly what Mississippi State fans don't want to see. A team that shoots more threes than twos. That has not been a winning formula 
uh, for the Bulldogs. Last question, you know, let's talk about A&M. We're getting closer and closer to March. Is this a team that you could see going far in the NCAA tournament? I think that the expectation for this team this season was to make the NCAA tournament. I think that most people will see that as a success. Now, I think maybe some of those expectations would change if they get to the end of the season and or the end of the regular season or playing uh, Alabama for the, the conference title. That might adjust things a little bit. But when you look at teams that are successful in the tournament, it's teams that play really good defense, which AM does play really good defense. And with AM being a team that gets to the free throw line as as consistently as they do and, and hits free throws, um, that's always a good formula for the tournament because you know, you you see plenty of teams who are good, but they just go cold, or or teams that were too reliant on the three pointer um, go cold, and that kind of spells the end of their uh, tournament run. I, I I could see this as a team that has a good formula for for making a deeper tournament run, but I think with how inexperienced this team is with the tournament, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they handle it. There's a lot of factors pulling in both directions there. Should be a massive basketball game for for both teams on Saturday and for Mississippi State. Of course, I think they are in must win mode uh, with this last this being the last quad one opportunity for the Bulldogs this season. Travis Brown, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. You got it anytime. All right, thanks to Travis. Appreciate his time. You heard what he said about the way AM likes to play defense. They're going to pack the paint and make MSU shoot threes. That's kind of what Missouri did, and Missouri learned its lesson, right? That's not what they did here in Starkville. They let Tolu Smith kind of have free reign. That's why he had 25 and 12. They learned their lesson and they changed things up. It almost still didn't work, but Mississippi State is a team that, you know, if, if you tell me their game plan is to shoot a bunch of threes, I don't think State can win the game. How can State overcome that? How, how does State still get the ball into the paint? Because that's where they've been successful this year is getting high percentage looks. Well, you might have to knock down some three-point shots. I mean, that's that's the purpose of kind of locking down the, the paint there. You know, State's going to have to uh, – what, what's wrong? Nothing, nothing. Okay. You, you looked like you were about to be sick. Nothing. <laughs> nothing is wrong. And this might be this might be a game where you you need uh, DJ Jeffries to really uh, have you know the game of his life and Shaq Moore, but I do think you're going to have to hit some threes. Mm-hmm. I think that those guys are going to have to hit three pointers. Think Jeffries, Shaq, Deshaun Davis, yeah, maybe maybe even Eric Reed. I mean, those guys are going to have to yeah. hit some big shots um, for you to have a chance. And that it's it's kind of this in the same vein as you know running that air raid offense for Mississippi State in football. You know, the drop eight. Until you can prove that you can run the football, defenses are going to sag that's back. Good, that's and a good analogy, yeah. For State, until you can prove you can hit a three-pointer, it's just like when you run a zone, they're going to sag back. They're going to make sure that they shut down the paint, and it's going to be very difficult. But, you know, State's going to have to get inside. They're going to have to draw fouls. And I think they, I think that's going to be part of it, too, is getting the ball inside and getting contact and getting to the line. So three-point shooting, free-throw shooting is going to be important for Mississippi State again on Saturday, um, and we'll see if they're able to connect. They've been much better shooting free-throws of late, and they hit some big ones down the stretch the yes. other night. So that's that's what's going to have to happen in this game, I, I believe, too. I agree. I agree. They're going to have to find a way. But at the same time, I, you know, they can't avoid Tolu Smith. They're going to have to give him the ball and give him some opportunities. 
we'll see what they do and, and how they how they work around that zone defense to, to, to do that. So. And that's been, you know, everybody's plan has been to shut mm-hmm. down Tolu, and he's still been successful. I mean, he's, he's still been able to get to the line or, um, you know, get through a double team or something. So I, I still think that they're going to work to get him the ball, but you've got to be careful out there too. I mean, they're going to try to turn you over. So, uh, you know, we'll see what they can what they can do in that one. We shall see. Big game. Massive game. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Let's move on into baseball. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. We have got some great weather coming our way Saturday and Sunday. You want to be out by the grill. If you're in the left field lounge, I know you'll be cooking out there. Put some beef on the grill. <clears throat> Put a steak out there. Put some 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 delicious stuff. I went to Aldi for the first time, by the way. Oh yeah, how was that? It's fun, and they got a lot of great beef. I, I didn't know that they had like a. I didn't know they, they had, had meat. meat section. Yeah, they have a good meat section. You thought it was going to be just a bunch of rabbit food in there? Well, no, I knew it wasn't. I knew it was a regular grocery store. I thought I knew it was like they don't have a lot of the name brand stuff, right? So it's sort of cheaper. I knew that. I didn't realize they also had. I thought it was just like. Canned goods, box goods, stuff like that. I didn't realize they had a full meat section back there. But my point is, they got a lot of great steaks back there. That's good. So check it out if you next time you're in Starville, right across the street from uh, from my neighborhood, as it is. Um, but wherever your local grocery stores are, wherever your local butcher shops are, we have a great butcher shop here in Starkville. Check them out and tell them, hey, I want to put some steaks on the grill this weekend, and they will hook you up with the best cuts, the best quality, and of course, the best because it's steak, it's beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Call it a hunch, but I think Two Brothers is going to be pretty busy this weekend with basketball and baseball in town. And again, you know the times of these games are allowing for, you can get there for dinner on Friday night, you can get there early for lunch on Saturday, and then after the the uh, baseball game, head over there for a, for a late meal or a late drink uh, on Saturday night. It's going to be fun. It's always a great time at Two Brothers, and of course the best part is the food is always fantastic. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District the place to find smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you, but they will deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they have been for 48 years. That is a long time to do anything, especially be alive. Yes. But, yes. But I'm only 47, so I'm good. Yeah, you're I'm, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're okay. Thank you. Thank you. But... 48 years in business means you take care of your customers. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, call them back and talk to the people you already have a relationship with. Not like those big box stores where you talk to a call center and then you talk to some out-of-state consultant who is going to maybe take care of you down the road. I don't know. Don't deal with that. Deal with the people you trust here in the state of Mississippi. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I've been saying it for for the past few months. This is, you know, it's going to be a great weekend for baseball. Putting on a fleece is a good idea. Having a new polo is a good idea. Check them out at the Rogue. The Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Great-looking polos, quality name brands, backed up with the service you expect from one of the top men's clothing stores in all of the Southeast. That's the Rogue. And don't forget, when you buy from the Rogue, you're supporting Bulldog athletes through the Bulldog Initiative. I mean, that's a win-win as far as I'm concerned, especially when we're talking about getting a polo, a pullover that looks good, has the logo that you want. You can't beat it. Check them out online at therogue.com or shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Starting today, 8 a.m. 
Today and tomorrow, Saturday, you can head over to Dolce and get a bagel. You can get breakfast at Dolce. So check that out. Those bagels are going to be awesome. they got a lot of great options as far as you know the toppings and everything else. And, of course, anytime you want to satisfy your sweet tooth, head over to Dolce. 509 University Drive, right next to Bluto's Greek Tavern, is the place to go for great gelato and great breakfast now with the bagels here in town. Finally back. We've missed our bagels here in Starville. Dolce has brought them back. Satisfy your sweet tooth at Dolce 509 University Drive. Mississippi State has announced its pitching rotation for the weekend. Two of the starters are the same. Cade Smith on Friday, Landon Gartman on Sunday. But on on Saturday, they have made a move, and it's Graham. And we've got the name. We know how to say it now. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. I just want to point that out. But Graham... Eintema. It's, it's kind of like finding out that you could say Drangelo Sanja. Yeah. Well, no, this is like that one was one I knew I was going to struggle with, right? Yeah. This is one, I, I'll be honest with you, know, I don't keep up with baseball recruiting enough that I didn't know who this guy was. And then I saw him on uh, the first, he pitched in the, in the Friday game uh, last weekend, and I was like, oh God, I don't know how to say that. Uh, great. And, but now I want to give a shout out to my buddy Joel Coleman because I texted him. I was like, I want you to phonetically spell this guy's name. And he did that. Eintema. So thank you, Joel. I appreciate that. Yeah. Did you? What, what, what are you going to get Joel? What was that look? Nothing. That was a look. That was not a look. A look I love like, Joel. Let's say. Joel is our friend. He's in the clique. Oh, my gosh. Um, did you know that Drangelo was in the, the Little League World Series? I just saw this. What year? They've, like when he was a kid? I, like kid? a few years ago. I okay. guess when he was 11 or 12. All right. Was he playing he, for America or for... No, Curacao. Curacao, okay. I, I, they just tweeted out a video, quote tweeting, this, which we called this was going to happen. Uh-huh. He was going to be must-see TV. Right. He's going to be the top. He's going to bring country. a lot of publicity to Mississippi yeah. State. So he pitched for Curacao mm-hmm. as a both, as, with both hands, mm-hmm. as, a, as a switch pitcher. I had no idea. Where where was this? I can't believe this, this is, is national television. Come on, MSU, you got to get that information out there. Yeah, so they have video of him. I need to check that out. Little Drangelo. So, and we'll see him this weekend for sure in a relief yeah. role. But that's a little item as a little surprise. That's that's what I want to get to. Is it, we we I felt when when Casey Hunt threw on Wednesday, that was a sign that he probably wasn't going to start this weekend. But Eintema is not, and we we and of course we said yesterday we're like I don't really know who they would put in there. Yeah. So it, yeah, in fairness, like we, I have not expected I think Bradley or Drangelo to pitch like yeah. as, to start. Yeah, they'll, they'll get an inning or two this weekend. But so I, think, I had no. Do you I think no the biggest reason do. is he's is because he's a lefty? They yeah, want to could break, be. They don't want to throw three right-handers. Yeah, could be, um, and just kind of just just throw it off a little bit, give him a different look. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's been solid so far. I, there there hasn't been a. You know, a, a big sample size. He wasn't great in that second game, but he was good. Um, I guess he pitched. Did he pitch Tuesday? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he pitched against ULM. Yeah. Um, let's see. One inning, one hit, and a strikeout. So he was fine. He pitched uh, yesterday, actually. I thought he pitched Tuesday. Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. He pitched against VMI and he got he got beat up a little bit. Inning in a third, five hits, 
two runs, uh, one one earned run. I mean, that wasn't yeah. too bad. Three strikeouts and a walk. So he, he's thrown strikes so far. Um, he pitched in the game that I think that they lost. So, um, but anyway, I mean, this is an interesting matchup here, and a guy that that could, that you probably want to get you three or four innings, limit the damage, keep it close, and then we'll make it a bullpen game because you feel like Gartman's going to get you five, six innings. You you feel good about Gartman right now. So the, Saturday seems like the bullpen day, um, at least early on in the season. That seems like the day that you're going to utilize some guys. You're going to get you're going to try to get a guy the first time through the order, maybe you know a time and a half if you can, and see what happens from there. But you feel like Cade Smith and and Landon Gartman are going to battle for you. They're going to they're going to eat up some innings. Um, the best that they possibly can, and then we'll see. Saturday could be the day that we see Bradley Lofton and Drangelo, mm-hmm. some of those guys to piece together. Try to give you an inning, an inning and a half, something yeah. like that. And but you need you need Friday and Sunday to be really good days from your starters. You need five plus. And then, you know, if I if I'm if I'm Chris Lamonis and I'm Scott Foxhall, next weekend is Drangelo or Bradley starting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's time to work them in. Unless Eintema is just really good. Yeah, no, if he comes out and he gives you six innings and you're like, okay, we got something here with the lefty. Yeah. Uh, if it. not, yeah. I want my lefty to be Bradley Lofton yeah. for for SEC for the rest of the non-conference. Well, even then, I mean, you could just throw Gerangelo. Yeah, because you could. You can match up. You could. You know, you don't, you're, not, you're, not, you're not locked into anything there. I really, I really feel like Bradley Lofton needs to be a weekend guy, but... If you can get your rotation settled, there's some value in him being your lockdown guy in the midweek too. But I really feel like that having those premium guys on the weekend like Bradley Lofton and Drangelo is something that needs to happen for Mississippi State. So I think it, at some point you're going to see those two become major pieces of your uh, pitching staff on the weekend. No, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, so – you know, we'll see what happens. I don't. I don't think State has the luxury that you know Lawton or or Sanjia is going to be your one of your midweek guys. I don't. I don't think they have the, that luxury. I think you've got to try to throw them in the fire at this point. From a defensive standpoint, do we think it's high fill behind the plate this weekend? I mean, you got you got to think. You've seen enough from him now in two games. Yeah. Especially behind the plate, but hitting too. I mean, what like. What what complaints can you have about his hitting at this point? Yeah, he has three doubles in two games, and batting five hundred with four hits, four out of eight. I mean that that's good enough for me. And to me, Luke Hancock is your best first baseman. And there's too many plays to first base um, to take any chances there. I mean, Hunter Hines just has not been great to this point. And Luke hasn't been just phenomenal behind the plate. Although, you know, Chris Lamonis made a point the other night that you know maybe there was uh, some other issues that they had as far as you know he could have been, um, you know, having to. He never mentioned this, but he could have been having to frame pitches a little bit better, having to set up a little differently, and it mm-hmm. was causing more of a delay for him. It could have been the pitchers that were getting mm-hmm. the ball late to but the plate. But whatever it is, it's an issue. Yeah, and we haven't seen the same issue with Ross Highfield. Right. And it's either, you know, VMI wasn't 
getting on base as much or ULM not as much against Highfield. I don't know, but it's it was obviously an issue, whatever it was. And to me, Luke Hancock just looks better at first base. Yeah. So I think we've seen enough from Ross Highfield at this point. He is not a liability behind the plate. He's not a liability at the plate. So I would just run with him and I'd see what happens. I I didn't think it would be good for Mississippi State to have a freshman behind the behind the uh, mm-hmm. the plate, but at this point, I think we can say that Ross Highfield looks a little different. Yeah, I agree. I and, agree. So, and this is the same thing with some of these pitchers with Dakota Jordan. I mean, this this class just looks different. And this yeah. this is what it looks like when you get you mentioned it when you get players to school mm-hmm. that are supposed to be in in the draft. Yeah. This is what it looks like. I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to 2018 when you had guys like Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen yep. and, and, and you know, Foscue and Westberg, and you were like, these guys are playing immediately and making an impact immediately. Landon Sims is Landon supposed to be Sims. like that the next year. Yeah, and that's, what, that's, that's how you know you've got the right guy. So you need to put those guys in positions now to, to carry you a little bit. And, and you, know, you, you, you want to get through this season and getting into the postseason, and then hopefully that's when you're, you've got a, a foundation built that either you can get back to Omaha in the coming years. Yeah, so. and it, I think if you if you're showing that you know you're just young, because when you get an SEC play, you're not going to overpower anybody with a bunch of freshmen. It's just it's going to be very difficult because you're going to see arms that are are tough to to beat, um, and you're gonna ha- you're gonna take your lumps. Yeah, um, at, at either pitching or hitting, but it could be a situation like. We saw in 2009 with Chris Stratton and Kendall Graveman and some of those young guys. I mean, we saw the trajectory of that team. Um, this team, if they're showing that they're fighting, if they're showing that they have a lot of promise and they're just young, I think this fan base can get behind that. Um, you don't want to have another losing season, but if you're a three seed or something like that, I think everybody is going to be on board with the future of Mississippi State mm-hmm. if you're seeing that from those young guys. I agree. I agree with you. You need to, you need to dust. In here, it's a little, it's a little I, dusty. I don't, I don't, I don't get paid to clean. This is I'm, this have a little pride in your. I had ne- I don't. I can't ever see it. I don't, I'm on this side of the computer. I see it. It's bad. Oh, so it's bothering it's, you? Yeah. The well, dust. then go get a rag. This isn't my studio. I'm a guest. I'm just saying you're the one complaining about it. I don't work here. I work it's here. Filthy. I don't. I don't. I don't clean. This is this is a pigsty. Whatever. Filthy. Ugh. There's nothing even on my hand. You you didn't do the right. There we go. Where right here? Top. I mean that's like uh, that much dust. It's dusty. Oh my gosh. Complain a little bit more. Complain. I can't see it. Filthy. Okay. Where's Mary Poppins when you need her? Not here. Somewhere in. She's in England, Governor. (laughs) Anyway. All right. On that note. You guys have a great weekend. If you're headed to Starville, please be careful. Travel safely, and we hope to see you at Diddy Noble and at the Humphrey Coliseum uh, this weekend. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.